Welcome back to the Legend Cast, everybody. I'm Austin Olson alongside Jack Scott and Andrew Allen. This week's episode marks numero dosi dos 22. We are officially four months into the Legend Cast <laughs> debut. Mm. And um, gentlemen, how's how's the week been? I know it's been hectic, but you know. Yeah, oh. no, I mean, it's it's been a good week, though. I'm glad it's Friday. I'm glad it's the weekend. We'll probably release this tomorrow, so, you know, Saturday, all that. But uh, glad glad we're finally able to get the episode going. And uh, real quick plug, we still, we still are doing our merch giveaway on Twitter, at LegendXGaming. Uh, got like a week left. So everybody go to the tweet, like, retweet, follow the Twitter, and we're giving away free merch to uh, some people. So quick plug. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, I know we'll talk about it, but Miami Heat Celtics ugly series so far. Um, Tiger Woods made the cut in PGA. Yes, sir. Yeah. He's the goat, bro. Man's out here limping the last four holes. Limping like like one under the last. Man, if he dude, I swear, if he didn't dump, if he if he that back if nine, he didn't, if he didn't that double, back nine, if he didn't that back nine, him. just that back nine, that mm-hmm. back nine yesterday, we shot like four over. Yeah. That that just killed it. That, that killed. He get he started hitting bad. Like he had a ball come at him. Yeah. You know the, the whole leg situation on that one hit. It's like man, those things didn't happen. And just cleaned up and just shot par. He'd be at one under. Why did those things happen to Tiger? I mean, he That's is fragile. He's fragile. He's, he's very fragile, dude. It's, it's so like weird. Paris Kim- it's like Paris Campbell out on the Dude, course. it's so bad. Like, so I've been, I've watched, you know, the ESPN Plus exclusive coverage on his groups. Like, I've been watching nothing but Tyler. I haven't been watching in or Tyler, Tiger. Uh, I haven't watched any of the field. I've just been watching Tiger, uh, Spieth, and Rory. And, uh, dude, it's like I'm watching Tiger walk. I'm watching him like where he's putting his feet. And I'm like, please don't hurt yourself. Dude, please, God, don't hurt yourself. But dude, like those are so bad. They're just so like intense because they're so in detail of what they're like. Because it's only those three guys. Yeah, like, it's you only watch them three. every move. You dude, watch him, like, like eat, you watch I'm watching him, him water, walk like, down the feet. stairs from the tee box, and I'm like, oh God, those are concrete stairs. Please don't anything happen. Please God, right. no, just nothing. And, like, you know, after 18 today, he had to walk up this gigantic hill in the grass. And I'm like, oh, dude, he's he's going to fall. He's going to do something. And something's going to happen. But he made the cut. He's into the weekend. Love to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I still don't think he's fully healthy. I mean, I think he's – Oh, God, apparently, no. Apparently what I've, like, heard is, like, he can actually move toward the direction that he wants to go. Like, at Augusta, he had to pick a spot to where he could walk. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was picking different parts of the course to walk. Like, now he can walk more, so it's it's interesting. But I'm hoping more for St. Andrews because it's going to be at the Open this year, St. Andrews. Yeah, so that's, very true. That's, you know, that's just, that's just, that's kind of low-key. That's his bread and butter when he goes over there. He's going to mm-hmm. hit those stingers. That's where he hit all those stingers. Stingers. Back all those early 2000s, man. He was hitting stingers in the open a lot. I expect that more. Seems like he likes that two iron a lot. Um, I think it's a little bit easier on the knee, I imagine. Even uh, though, bro, he was hitting piss missiles today with his driver. That dude was that dude wasn't hitting stingers at two irons at all today. He was he brought out the driver and he was swinging like a madman. He was like me out there. Completely over twisted and overextended and all that stuff. But he but, can do that. But he was hitting them straight down the middle. I'm like, God damn. Yeah, just, the, the short game a little bit's off. I just don't think the short game's 
completely there. Um, yeah. We'll see when he gets healthy, though. Yeah. Okay. So the NBA lottery take took place a couple days ago. Um, top 10 picks. Magic at one. The Thunder at two. The Rockets at three. The Kings moved up to four. The Pistons moved down to five. Pacers dropped a spot at six. Trailblazers at seven. The Pelicans at eight via the Lakers. The Spurs at nine. And the Wizards at ten. Okay, keep that up. Let's... I might, huh? have to, I might have to ask what pick some of those are. Where's, where's Thunder again? Thunder is at two. That's nasty, two. bro. You already know they're going to get Chet. And they have the twelfth pick via the Clippers. Andrew, I know you're not a I know you're not a fan of Chet, but Chet is going to happen in the top three picks. Who yeah, I, I agree with that. Who's your but who's your who's your top guy that you would want from this draft or GM? Like if you were like the top three picks, like who's the top three picks again? If I had the number one pick and I had to choose Who's it? And it's Bancaro, Jabari Smith Jr. and Chet. I'd probably no, no, go no, no. who's the who's the teams of three? Top three. Magic Besides, Thunder Rockets. Okay. Which all fills the needs. All Every, fills the needs, bro. The thunder needs thunder need a big I think, I think the best man you're going to get in this is Jabari Smith. I think, yeah. like, I think potential was. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit. I'm a pretty big fan of uh, what's his name, Benchero. Benchero. Mm-hmm. I think he'll. I think he'll be the best player. I in this I, draft. I, really? I I do think that his game, his size, his strength. His quickness and like all that stuff and being able to get, uh, I don't know if he has a jumper. Does he have a jumper? He probably has got like a midi. Um, he has a that's, jumper. That's the thing. To me, like, I mean, Jabari Smith has a way better shot, but right. Pankaro right. has it has a shot. He can. He does. He does have a shot, but I want to know: Can he hit at the NBA level at that speed too? Like, the, that's that's a hard adjustment. Hard no, adjustment. obviously it's going to be a hard adjustment for everybody. He's not just—he's right. not the only one going through the adjustment. All these kids are going no, through. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. That's all I'm about. Like, I think like where I see Pichero is going to be more of a defensive like lock. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Like more like not not more of a three point shooter, more of a two way. Yeah. 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 Not not a, not a, not a three. I, 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 I agree. Be... Is he going to be scoring thirty points a game? You don't know. Right. No. But he's he, not gonna be that type. But you know, he could get like an block or two a block or two a game, steal or two a game. No, you know, I like, think defensively, I think mm-hmm. defensively, if he focused more defensively, mm-hmm. he'd be And I think block. that means what the Rockets get him. The Rockets would get him at three. I don't even know who's on the Rockets might go anymore, two. to be honest. <laughs> I have no idea. Um yeah, yeah, Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Eric Gordon, okay. John Wall, John Wall. Dude, see, I was listening to Jalen Rose about that. He's like, he's talking about NBA contracts, and he mm. was basically saying, Pit Rockets don't want him to play. Like his value goes down if he gets like he gets hurt like again. Mm. So they just want to keep him healthy and like trade him for that value. So like that's why his contract. Like they're asking him not to play. Kevin Porter, Dennis Schroeder. Christian Wood. Wood. Christian Wood's nice. Christian Wood is nice. Christian Wood is nice. Christian Wood. Kevin Porter's nice, and Christian Wood's like definitely there's some dudes. And Jalen Green's someone nice too. So like Christian Wood and uh, Panchero. I how do you say his last name? Bancaro. It's a B. It's a B. Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro. Paolo Bancaro. Okay. So Christian Wood and Paolo Bancaro. Well, I think they will. They would complement each other in the front court. 
Put Christian Wood at the five. I don't know if he plays the five technically. I think he's technically a power forward. Push Christian to the five. Pawalo at the four. Small. That's, that's small ball. It's small, but it's strong. Christian Wood's strong. He, I mean, he's a little skinny, I but he's big. Yeah, that's that's poor progress. Who do you think the Pacers are getting? Oh, Christian Wood's only six nine. Well, before dude. that, yeah, before that, I think Ben Carroll goes second. Wow. To the Thunder, and I think Rockets will get that stretch five and Smith or Holgren. Wow. Whoever's there. Smith is gonna be nasty. I feel like I I feel like that dude's got like scoring potential yes. to the roof. So I feel like his, his, like, I feel his, like his is... potential is the highest. Like if he just works on it, and gets a good development process. I feel like that dude's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, Pacers at six. I mean, that's what we were predicting. So um, I can't be too mad about it. Yeah, we we called that. If you watched our clip on at Legendcast on Twitter, um, we predicted the sixth pick, and I'm still going with Keegan Murray. A lot of people like Shady and Sharp. A real shifty guard, but he didn't he didn't get any college experience. He didn't play at all last year. So the jump from high school to NBA is just a giant leap. I, I, the more and more post-draft stuff I've been seeing, whether it's the Pacers tweeting it, like Pacer fans, Pacer podcasters, you know, all that stuff, or just, the, just NBA chatter in general, I've been seeing more and more of Keegan Murray potentially going five, and he's not even going to mm-hmm. be there for us. So I think the that would be unfortunate. I think Ivy goes to the Kings. Um, really? Yeah. I thought Sharp. I thought Sharp was gonna go to the Kings, but I also think Keegan Murray might go to the Kings as well. Put up there with Sabonis. That'd be nasty. Uh, put Sabonis and Fox there. There's a lot of a lot of driving and kicking there. He can really get some really good offensive score in there. I feel like. I think it just matters. I think it just matters about the Pistons because the Pistons need everyone, just like the Pacers, besides the point guard. So, <laughs> whatever the Pistons take, uh, it could make or break our draft. But I ain't too worried about it. I just hope one of those two guys were there. I see. I see Jaden Ivy go to the Pistons. That could be a good fit for him. Get him because they they got Cade. I don't know if they would really need like another. Or like Keegan, in my opinion, I don't know. I feel like they would just need some like another guard, like a young guard, like almost like a. Some people would think like Jay Ivey could be another Jaw. I mean, he low key plays like Jaw, um, the way he drives, the way he shoots. Um, Needs to work on his passing game. My goodness, his playmaking skills is not that great. Yeah, it's... that offense is not good. Like the offense is just so stagnant. Like it works, but like, especially in like big games, like they play good defense, like it, it, I don't know, it sucks. Yeah. Um, the Kings will forever be terrible. So whoever they pick, <laughs> it doesn't really, it doesn't matter who they pick. I mean, they fuck it up every year. They might take a dude that's supposed to go ninth. Like, right. Um, I was King, surprised by Kings, Kings jumping up by since Portland. Got seventh or whatever. That uh, that was. I saw the reaction from Dame, and that was just like, damn, bro, <laughs> that's tough. Dame can't catch a break, dude. <laughs> can't catch a break. No, I mean he don't dude. care. He don't care. No, he don't care. He's just gonna keep battling, battling, and battling. Can't he can't battle no more. Yeah, you gonna fight? Dude, it just oh. so hurts. Like you want to see that guy win. <laughs> 
Yeah, that would be cool to see Portland. Just the city of Portland is winning something. Yeah, lucky feel bad. Uh, well, that moves on to the next point. Um, well, we see this every year, gentlemen, on Twitter about how the lottery's rigged. Yada yada yada. Like the lottery's the lottery's never gonna go away. It's been a, a thing for decades upon decades. Do I think it's rigged? Not really. I just, I mean, once in a while, team will get lucky. Like the Pelicans had a six or four percent chance to get the number one pick a couple years ago, and they got it with Zion. Um, I'm just happy that the it's. Uh, I'm just happy it's not like, oh, you had the worst record. Here's the first pick. You know what I mean? It's it's still probability based. Like just because you had the worst record, that means you probably have a higher probability. But it's not like, okay, you had the worst record. Here's the first pick. You had the second worst record. Here's the second pick. Because God, that the league would be in shambles at that point. Everybody <laughs> would be trying to tank. Everybody would be losing on purpose. It would be terrible. It's the NFL. It's the NFL. Literally, what that like, that's that's what they do in the NFL. Like they will literally tank. Like you see the Jaguars a couple of years ago when they were trying to get like Trevor Lawrence, dude. Yeah. Got beat by like the worst Bears team in the world, and then like Bears won like yes. forty nine to ten or something like that. And they're like Dave Montgomery just walking to the end zone. However, dude. football, you know, there's a lot more things that that are going on. You know, basketball, I feel like it's a little bit easier for a top, top, top talent to immediately, like, take over a franchise. You know, for football, you know, you could be the top pick mm. and your team is still garbage because there's two sides of the ball. They're like, you know, there's, it's a 53-man roster compared to a 13, 14-man roster, whatever it is. I just feel like there's a lot more variables in the football aspect. To where, like, yeah, you can you can lose, you can get a top pick, but it's not important. Does that does that mean the Jaguars are gonna be? Are the Jaguars gonna be anything in the next five years? I mean, never know. I mean, so like, it's just yeah, it's just more the one of those things. It's just like, I feel like basketball it would have a more immediate impact if if the system was like that. So do you think it's do you think it's right? No. Okay. No. Well, I don't. I don't. I, now, now I understand the chatter about around only one guy knows before it happens and blah 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 blah. But I don't. It's. Yeah. So this that's, is where that's I. That's the only sketchy thing, but I don't. I still don't think it's rigged. I think it's a fair fair game. It's mm-hmm. so fair because top three teams they have a fourteen percent chance of winning the number one pick. Right. Beautiful. We that's knew so the Pacers perfect. were gonna drop. Right. And like if you like I'm looking at the percentages right now. So the top three that Rockets. So shit. I mean it's a little different because you got Rockets, Thunder. Thunder had a twelve point five. Um and then Magic was top three too, right? So the, like two of the four teams got in the top three. Thunder got in this top three. And the Pistons was the one team that got moved back to top five. Yeah. So like the numbers the numbers make sense. Like the Pacers were supposed to get a top five pick. They went back one. Mm-hmm. Um Trailer Blazers went back one. Keen's moved up. So it's just interesting how, like, it's numbers. You, it's a ping pong. Numbers numbers don't lie. Right. There's percentages to that shit. Right. Um, so, I, so, yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind it. The no, stuff. No, that's bullshit. 
Like, sure, teams get screwed, teams get lucky. That happens. Yep. But guess what? That's what that's what numbers is, and that's what if you tank, it's the worst looking basketball out there. Like, exactly. These like, these teams actually have players getting developed, and like that's why there's so many more stars in the league now, is because they created a system where like these guys have to try, and they're not just getting a bank. Like, I mean, if you want to stay in this league, like you got to develop, and there's always developing now. So these dudes, these teams are actually trying, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of interesting. You gotta try because you can get on. You can get screwed in the draft. You can get screwed in the lottery. Oh yeah, big time, big time. You gotta develop people. You gotta develop, and that's that's what it's nice about. We'll keep nice about the league. I'll respect the league for that. Anything else, Andrews? Nah, Andrews a no no. Refs, the refs. Oh my gosh, bro. Watch that Celtics between the first two Celtics games. Like the house were just like horribly refed at the pace wise. Like the pace was way off, and it's just like this is this is bad. You know the Celtics smacked the Heat in game two. Okay, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, this Jack brought this up. Why all we we all saw, but Messi, out of the blue, leaving his overseas his overseas run, joining the MLS mm. in 2023. He has a does does he have an ownership share? With, it, it's what's his name. First, it's not really out of the blue. He's kind of talked about it for a few years now. He's always wanted to retire in the in the states, kind of just like how uh, Cristiano is probably going to do the same thing. It's these older. That's that's where the MLS is attractive. It's to these big time guys that are real that are older, the late stages of their career, coming to the coming to America, living that that American lifestyle, the American dream, having these huge houses, you know, all that stuff, playing mid level soccer because the MLS is nothing compared to across the pond. It, you know, Zlatan, I we all thought Zlatan was coming to America to retire. And it turns out Zlatan still has it. And he left the MLS to go back yeah, to trying. Italy. Like, it's crazy that these guys come here and a 36-year-old Latin is by far the best player in the MLS when it just shouldn't be that way. So, Messi, yes, he, he's once his contract is up with PSG, he is getting an ownership stake in David Beckham's um, club that he owns, and he is going to be playing for them, you know, kind of just riding off into the sunset. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I can't he's wait gonna, for that. That's going to be so cool to watch. He's going to get like a hat trick every game. Yeah. He, he could just score whenever he wants to. Dude, he's going to go like through like three people. He's going to make the MLS look silly. This oh. is, to me, it's like, it's, this is like single, I feel like. Am I wrong? It's it's like what? That? So like in my minors of baseball, they're single A, double A, triple A, the majors. Yeah. So obviously I'm not going to say like single A because there are like semi-pro leagues and like there's small, small countries. But in terms of like comparing it to Serie A, in terms of comparing it to the Premier League, in terms of uh, comparing it to La Liga, like it is nothing. It is nothing compared to those leagues. So like are those leagues like the majors? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I would say I would say MLS would, is probably like I'm not gonna say like a double A because there are like actual sub leagues of leagues. Right. Like there is a Premier League two, and there is a, I'm pretty sure there's a Premier League three. Premier League two better than MLS? No, there's no way. I would fucking hope not. Maybe I wouldn't be. Surprised. I guess I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Dude. I guess Those I don't know. Work. It's just Good. the style. It's the style of play, man. 
you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of uh central america people that are in the mls you know it's it's can canadians americans um you know just, just um mexico yeah mexico, mexico like brazil. south america all that stuff Peru. i don't know why i was blanking on that yeah so Comparing our style of play here in America, all the Americas, compared to England, I mean, any European country, it's it's astronomically different. And Messi will just have his way. Moral of the story is Messi's going to have his yeah. way. And he's just going to – and he's not going to have a care in the world. He's achieved just about any achieve, you know, accolade that you could want as a professional footballer. He's just gonna go in there. And it's like, all right, right. He's just gonna have fun. He's he's gonna be living train. that. He's gonna be living that lifestyle, man. Go golfing if he wants to in the afternoon. Grab a beer. Go play a soccer match after that. Like just low key. He's gonna day. have a contract and he's gonna have the ownership stake. Like that that was the plan all along. David Beckham knew that he was gonna bring in either Messi or Cristiano when when David Beckham started this club because this club is like a fairly new club. I want to see I want to see Ronaldo in the league and them two facing each other. Ronaldo will probably do the same, same time. Thing. Not the same time, no. Ronaldo's going to play basically. I mean, Ronaldo's in the Premier League right now. He, he's, uh, I mean, but he's getting up there. He's he's thirty six. Yeah. I think Messi's like thirty six or thirty seven. So I think they're older than that, aren't they? Am I wrong? Uh, Cristiano, I believe, is thirty six. But he's also been playing professionally since he was fourteen. 15 you know like <laughs> he's basically he's almost been playing you know longer than we've been alive <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I bet their ankle dude i don't know how their ankles and like feet are not like yeah destroyed it's like the same thing cristiano probably invests just as much money if not more in his body like lebron type shit sure. i think lebron and cristiano are basically the same age though and I think Messi is older than Cristiano by like a year. I could be wrong, but little tangent. I just think Messi's gonna have his way. Messi's it's gonna, gonna be fun. Play. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna yeah, be great for. Right. It's gonna be great for American football. So a little little quick topic here. Um, Tiger Woods and John Daly conversation. Mm-hmm. A little. A little fun convo they yeah. had. Yeah. yeah. How much water you have, JD? <laughs> yeah. Worldwide that, cokes, bro. Yeah, that... And that wasn't from this year, right? That was from forever ago. That was yeah, like that was years and years and years. Yeah, I was going to say, that was years ago. So the fact that, like... I mean, JD's like that. He's been like that his entire life. Uh, this well, is not... It just—I mean, his first round the other day, he—he had twenty-one cigs, zero bottles of water, and however many diet cokes. Like eighteen, I think. Eighteen diet cokes, like Some bro. Like and then went and to he, the casino. Yeah. And went and to Hooters went to, too, bro. Yeah, he went to Hooters too. Did he make the cut? No, he shot like plus eight or something like that. Damn. Cause he, uh, I saw a tweet. This uh, he tweeted out saying if he was gonna make the cut, he was gonna buy everybody's uh, food at Hooters. 
he's gonna he's, legend, he's gonna he's gonna pick up everybody's tabs dude he's such a legend mm-hmm. by far like one of my favorite like golfers like athletes out there and the fact that he's only like the second or third person ever on the tour to be granted the the usage of a golf cart yeah dude he just <laughs> out there just vibing wearing those shorts man. he uses a golf cart yeah <laughs> does he can he not walk he can't walk <laughs> Yeah, well, dude. dude. I think he's still I mean, shit, bro. They make they make they make Tiger walk. That's straight pimping, dude. Yeah. Dude, imagine if Tiger had like a ride too. Imagine dude, if you... they have golf carts. Like, why are we still watching these dudes walk around? Like, come well, on. That's part of it. You know that. Come on now. I don't know, man. Shit, this. You wouldn't go like... to bat for that. You're telling me, you Andrew Allen as a golfer, you wouldn't go to bat for that. No, if they switched it, if they switched it, and they were having everyone drive golf carts, you would actually be okay with that. It's just so slow right now, dude. That's what they're all. That's, that's what golf. they're all bitching about. That's golf, dude. It's so hot, dude. You know how hot it is out there with those pants on. They gotta change something, dude. Well, don't wear pants. It's just, you gotta wear shorts. <laughs> wear, shorts. wear shorts. Let dude, them wear tiger, shorts. Dude, these dudes are looking like they're just like just got out of the bathtub in their golf clothes, dude. It's a hot one Dude, this week, but I'm hoping they're, they're that's supposed, all summer. They're supposed to get they're supposed to get rain overnight tonight, so I'm hoping tomorrow it's a little cooler for them. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe not a golf cart, but I don't know. They got to speed shit up in that sport. Hang on, cab. Yeah. They all want that. I mean, shit. It's not yeah. just like me as a fan. It's like bitching. It's like they want that. Okay. Well. I didn't know John Daly uh, used the golf cart. Dude, that's just fried, dude. Yeah. You see a little, like, Yep. All right, anyways, moving on. Um, My sons have unfortunately uh, lost in game seven against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, No, no sons stuff on my timeline for the rest of the week. Keep saying that, but I'm going to keep sending you shit. Yeah. I'm Go sure you – I don't think anybody has sent it, but I damn well know that you've seen it, Olson. The video of the Suns players dancing before they ran, like out on the court before Game Seven, they were all doing these weird ass handshakes and stuff. I saw that. I saw that shit. And then a quote, a quote tweet said, "Yeah, I don't blame Chris Paul anymore." <laughs> dude, they I'm were. Saying, dude, they dude, all got goofy. Oh, like, they, they all were, got goofy. Like they all like started vibing. Like that was a bad look. I'm gonna try to find it and send it to you, but dude, they were all just none of them were dialed in, none of them were no. focused. They were all just goofing off, doing these stupid ass handshakes, giggling, laughing, just D book wasn't there, Chris Paul wasn't there, it was all the guys that aren't in their leadership part of the team, and they were just all goofing off. And I was like, dude, what the f- Imagine if Kobe, imagine if Kobe or or Michael Jordan was their teammate and they saw that shit. Dude, that I'm sorry, like they'd probably forfeit the game. (laughs) Kobe would forfeit for him, and they'd make him. He'd make him go practice. (laughs) Forfeit a game. (laughs) Dude, I wouldn't be dancing either, bro. I'd be like, I'd be low key. Like, give me a hoodie. Yeah, bro. Like, uh, it was a bad look, and I hated that I saw it. But I was like, dude, this triggers. The hell out of me. I think I think there's gonna be some changes going on there. To be honest, boys. Oh like, yeah. Like oh, personnel. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, DeAndre. No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. players, DeAndre Ayton players, is like... not not gonna be in Phoenix next year. No. He'll oh, be gone. Hopefully, he won't be oh, back. Oh, hopefully, he's in Indy. Yeah, Miles Turner, bro. Sign and trade. Sign and trade. Well, 
trade Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon to the Suns? Does Chris Paul retire? No, he's coming back. Someone's saying he's contemplating retirement. No, I've seen too many Chris Paul stuff this week. He's coming back. I thought you said you didn't see anything on your timeline. Shut up, babe. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Yeah, whatever. Cameron Payne probably won't be. We could talk about the Suns roster all day, but um, pretty fortunate game seven loss. But kind of talked about it a little bit. Is Chris Paul a choke artist? I no. hate I hate labeling people that I really do. I don't, but he's not that. I don't think he is. I don't think he's a choke artist. I I I can't. Man, the most thirty-seven. I can't pinpoint it, man. I I I can't pinpoint it to anything. Like he's he's lost a lot in the playoffs. He's he's you know what I'm saying. Like he's he's lost a lot. But does that mean he's a choke artist? Like he's been a part of a lot of great teams, and they've lost. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but so someone save me. But do you do you know this shit happens to him every fucking year, and I don't understand. Last year he broke his hand in the playoffs. This year it was the like playoffs. his hamstring or something. And this year it was his hamstring. The after the series ended, all these he started came limping. All had a hamstring and. What's what's the deal with him and the injuries in the playoffs? I swear to God, it's every single time he's there, he's something happens to him. Even when he was young, yeah, like in the Clippers days, he's still always hurt. Always. I don't know. So, do you think he's a choke artist, though? Mm, no, but I did see a, a thing where he was zero mm. five against. When he was up 2-0 in the series, I was kind of like, uh, but at the same time, it, is it really all his fault? Absolutely not. So that's what I'm saying. Like we can, he's you can give me all those five in his career when he's up 2-0. Yeah, Dude, that's you give, tough. You can always give those numbers, and like that's a bad number. Like that does that is bad. That's really bad. But, but how many guards do we know that just absolutely like like like. Point guards are the absolute stars. How many we know that actually just went out there and won championships? Not a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good point guards who couldn't go out there and win a lot. Right. Steve Nash, two-time MVP. Kind of the same team style. You got big, big man like Amari Stoudemire. You had Blake Griffin, Chris Paul. Like the, the shit, it's it's tough for a small point guard to win. It's, mm -hmm. it's you know, you got you got Dame. Dame's not. Dame's gonna be struggling. John Stockton, like uh -huh. Jason Kidd, really shit. I mean, Jason Kidd got one of Mavericks, but like that dude was not in his prime when he was getting that. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> it, it, there's in this league, it, we're talking college basketball. Point guards all day. I know. I, I give me a great point guard, a six, six, one who just go absolutely take it over a team. You get in this NBA league, though. I think you really need the most port, two important positions. To me is a good wing, small forward, small forward, and a big center. You get mm -hmm. those two guys. You can most small forward you can really just score on the ball and do all that shit. That is that's how you win the NBA. Mm -hmm. Every league's different. Every every basketball team is different. But you get a big man and a good small forward and a good and you get a good point guard two on the side, hell yeah, you have a great chance of winning. But give me those two positions. 
Yeah. Not positions, but those two type of styles of play. That's why it's too tough. Don't give me Chris Paul as a, as a choke artist, man. The man's out there. Every team he goes to, he gets them wins. But he can't get them championships. It's too tough for a small point guard like right. that in a seven-game series. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. I, Pat Beverly, shut the hell up, bitch. That was the next thing. Pat Patrick Beverly going on first take or whatever the fuck it was. And, um, it's like for a whole week, too, damn near. Bashing, completely bashing um, Chris Paul. JJ Reddick called him out. Matt Barnes really called him out. And I'm yes, pretty sure I'm missing Barnes, a lot of other names. Matt Barnes' take was really interesting. He's clicking that. He wanted to click. There's no facts, though. Oh, Matt Barnes, yeah, absolutely. I think I think the fact that Matt Barnes had the awareness of mm-hmm. the, him, himself and looking back at his career and being able to say that to Pat Bev just it it, it shows that Pat Bev ain't all that like he he, he he's not he never the, was he, he's he, yeah he never was first of all yeah he never was Chris Paul's gonna go into the Hall of Fame. Chris Paul is what we've talked about it before, a borderline top five point guard of all time, almost like, you know, some make the case, you know, I'm not going to get into that right now. Pat Bev's never going to be in that conversation. (laughs) Pat Bev is never going to be in the top 30 point guards of all time. I don't know. I'm just throwing out a random number. Pat Bev's never going to be in there. So, for Matt Barnes to say that, I first of all, I loved it. But I just, it just it made me almost have like a greater appreciation of Matt Barnes. I was like, wow, Matt Barnes, you know, maybe Matt Barnes isn't just, you know, just on there to talk and chit chat and all this stuff. Like he, he, he called out Pat Bev and I loved it. First of all, Pat Bev. Remember the last time you played Chris Paul in the playoffs? He dropped 35 plus on your head and then you ended up pushing him in the back. And you got mm-hmm. tossed in an elimination game in your in your court at your home at your home court. Pat, do you want to talk you want to talk about that? Or do you want to talk about how you stay up late and party before you play them? I'll never forget that. Dude just shoved him in the back. Bye bye. Yeah. Fucking bum. Got no offense. No mm. offense. All you got is defense, and then you get teed up and tossed. Like, bruh. Predictable. Yeah. Moving on. That brings us to um, the team that Chris Paul lost to this year, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Luka, give Luka the, uh, the playoff MVP right now, whether he wins the finals or not. Give that boy the playoff MVP. Um, score the same amount of points as the Suns did in the first half alone. Um, What's that stat? Someone, re- someone read that Lucas stat. I, 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 I don't have it, but anyways, I'll go scrolling for it. Cam Johnson got his ankles taken by. I'm like, bro, this guy is so has so. I don't know how to explain Luca. Like he's obviously, I think he will be the face of the NBA once LeBron, Katie, and Curry leave. Um, I think this will be Luca's league in the near future. Yes, 
Um, but it's so weird because he's he's not that fast of a guy. He's not fast at all, really. He's just so he's so shifty. Is I don't know his his movements is like so weird, but it works all the time. He's smart, man. He's been playing at this high of a level since he was like thirteen. Oh, I know. Like that, I saw a tweet. It was like Luca's documentary is gonna be wild. <laughs> I did see that when his time comes. But uh, you know, man, it just goes back to the, it goes back to how European countries do sports. Would that could be a whole other uh podcast in itself, and I would love to talk about that sometime. How America does sports versus basically any other country. If you're great at a sport, you like you you're in academies. You you're 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 practicing that shit all day. You're like in a private institution immediately. Like it, it is so regular there for a little kid to be playing basketball, to be playing soccer at some institution, being away from their families and all this stuff. So the early development and having them play at that level at such a young age for such a long period of time, there's no no wonder Luca is great and he's going to continue to be great now that he's at this, um, you know, the, he has this stage of the NBA because obviously the NBA is the, the top tier of the basketball, but he's been playing at the highest of levels since he was a little kid. Yeah. So it just, it just, it does not catch me by surprise. It does not make me think any different that guy, that man is a baller. I love him. And I agree that this is absolutely going to be his league. Let me read this uh, stat off to you guys. Over the course of a seven game series, Luka Doncic outscored fourth-placed MVP D-Book 218-164. He out-rebounded seven-footer DeAndre Ayton 69-57. And he he out-assisted point guard guard Chris Paul 49-40. And he also had more steals than DPOY runner-up Mikael Bridges 15-9. Yeah, I think... With him, like he has the best like body control, like with his like point guard ability, like he knows how to beat you to a step and get to his spots. That's mm-hmm. like, like you said, he's so shifty. Like he destroyed the league. He's gonna do this next year, and he's gonna be doing this consistently. He's gonna be putting up like. To me, this is what we would see with Jordan and Kobe in this area of basketball. In my, and I'm not saying I'm not comparing. All I'm saying is scoring wise. Like uh-huh. I think this is the kind of scoring that I envisioned what Jordan and Kobe would do, like 40, 40 points a game. Like, absolutely every night, just getting the ball and just going out. Like, this is going to be what Lucas. He's going to tear this shit up. He's going to tear this shit This is, this is going to be stupid. I'm watching this dude. This man is out here. He's got like seven footers, dude, but he gets his angles with the ball and the shooting form. That he just absolutely, it's, it's open. He creates open shots. And it's, it's green. Like, it's just absolute splash. Man. Green. Green, green. That boy nasty. I, I have a feeling he might be. Yeah, I don't know. It's too early to say, but man, he's yeah, documentary for sure. This dude's this dude's a superstar. One hundred percent. But and he's got a tough series, man. It's like who who's he got with him? Like he needs a big man. This man needs a big man. He needs a motherfucker. Dude, big on man. paper, him and Unicorn should have worked out perfectly. Yeah, but you can't. Nah, that guy ain't it. You need to. He ain't it. He ain't it. But I'm saying, like, it. He should have been it. 
He got he got his second chance outside of New York. He got his wish. He 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 went. He left New York. Right. He's hey, he's playing with a he's playing with a kid named Luca. I think I I think I know where DeAndre Ayton might be going. Oh yeah, imagine that matchup. <laughs> Luca just throwing lobs up to that man. Oh my gosh, dude, DeAndre Ayton. That's a that's, that's a twenty scary, fifteen bro. damn near, bro. That is scary. I think. See the the sign the sign and trade shit. It, wonder if they will do a sign and trade for with DeAndre Ayton, but Mavericks really don't have a piece that they could really. I mean, they could give him Dinwiddie, <laughs> nice little two two spot. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Is Ayton a sign and trade worthy player? Probably not. So he'll probably just sign straight up. But who knows? Who knows nowadays with the free agency shit in the NBA? Um, playoff predictions right now at the time of this recording, Mavericks and Warriors play game two tonight as the Warriors are up one nothing, and Boston and our Heat the series is tied one to one going into game three. Soon, I don't know when they play, but soon. So, who I think will win the Eastern and Western? Eastern's a tough. That series will go seven games, so I have no idea who's gonna win. But I'm just <laughs> moving on. Western, Western. I'm gonna take Golden State. Um, I mean, Luka just doesn't have that team yet. I mean, I told, I said it last week or the week before. They're that. They're so fucking close from being that that real, yes. real contending team. They're just so close, but I don't think they're there yet. I think they have another year or two. But I have the Warriors in the West, and I'll probably go Celtics in seven. Um, and then whoever, and then who wins, I think Boston will take it. Do I want Boston to win? Absolutely fucking not. But it's gotta go, go with, go with the mind and the heart. I agree with you. I I think I'm, I think I'm with you on the Western Conference because I do think that Luca is, although I'm so happy for him that he's made the Western Conference Finals basically on his own. Um, I, I just I don't think that they can get over the Western Conference Finals hump, and that is a huge hump to get over. And the fact that the Warriors are just, oof, I wouldn't want. I, experienced in the Western Conference. Finals. Yes, yes, they have. They have <laughs> vets. They've been there before. They have the young guys. They have the depth. Like they have a lot of tools that the Mavs don't have. So yes, I will agree with you on the Warriors. I will say. With the Eastern, if if Miami can go and win a, one of these two games in Boston, then Miami's taking it. If Miami loses the next two games and they're down three one, then I'm sorry, it's just it's not. Seven. It's just it's just it's not seven. happening. So like if it's they can over. if they can leave Boston after game 4 and it's 2-2, give me Miami all day 100% without a doubt. The Heat aren't motherfucking out of the series till it's the, the motherfucking Celtics have four, boy. Don't tell me it's over and when it's 3-1. We can come back from 3-1. We built like that. Just give me Kyle Lowry before the series is over. I'm telling you, get Kyle Lowry. Marcus Smart's not getting 24-12-9. That man's getting locked up. That boy, green hair, no. You're just going to be like, 
He's going to be tossing that stuff. Though. I'm telling you, Kyle Lowry, what Kyle Lowry brings to the team, yeah, he's not going to be dribbling around with you, Kyle, Kyrie Irving type stuff. The communication, leadership, getting the people to their space offensively, calling out, dude. He is up here. He changes the heat. I'm, he's so important for the heat. I, I don't care what I agree. I, I, and, you know, I, I listen to you when you say that, uh, and I understand it. it is I know, he, is he, is he, is he going to be back realistically? Like, I don't even know what this injury is. Is What is it? Um, it's just a hamstring, re-aggravated hamstring injury. Okay. Um, is he, are there talks of him maybe being able to play and, like game five, game six? Like, is he going to be out that extended period of time? As like, as biased as I am, and I want the heat and I'm like confident. He's if, not going to play. If he no, no, I don't know that. I don't, I don't, I don't know where he's staying because I think it's pretty unknown right now. It's day to day type shit, so it's like depends if he's feeling good or not. Um, I just don't think we can keep up with the Celtics if we don't have Kyle Lowry, and I think we do lose a series. Because that's like everything else I was saying is joking, but it's more of a non-heat fan. Yeah, I think we'll struggle if we don't have Kyle Lowry. To be honest, I mean. Just put hey, this more. I was even saying if you guys can just win one of these two games in Boston, then I think you guys lock it up. If you guys come back to Miami for game five, I think you guys have it in the bag. With, with or without Kyle. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I like this. I like this confidence. I'm talking about You know why? Just, just all you got to do is win game five. And then game seven's at your place. That's all you got to do. All you got to do is get to game seven. We win game three or game four. But you have to win one of these in Madison Square Garden. Or not Madison Square Garden, TG, TD Garden. I'm not still, yeah. yeah. You have to win one of these. Tomorrow it's going to be nervous. gross. It is going to be gross. It's going to be loud. It's going to be green as hell. And y'all are going to stick out like some sore thumbs wearing red. I just, I just, I have two beers tonight. I'm going to drink. I just finished one. I just, I don't know if I should buy another one for Mark. Like, something so shit scared. <laughs> it's tough. I'm not a huge NBA fan, but when your team's in it, it makes a difference. Yep. I could say the same. Yeah. Um, although I do like watching, you know, some of the primetime games throughout the year, but. Facts. Facts. <coughs> Absolutely. Um, the XFL and Dwayne Johnson have reached a multi-year agreement for ABC and ESPN. That's huge, first mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. Um, do they do? Do they have teams like teams, players set, like everything set, ready to go? I don't know if they are keeping everything from pre-COVID XFL or they're completely scrapping it and they're doing like a redraft. I would assume that they're keeping the teams, um, just because. Why that would be super complicated to scrap them and do all that. Uh, the XFL signing this multi year agreement is absolutely huge. I will say, um, did did the XFL like pre COVID did they have TV deals? I think they were on Fox, Fox. also. Fox. Okay, so so, so the XFL pre COVID had some tv deals um the usfl has secured some pretty big tv deals 
So I think The Rock quickly picked up that for this league to be successful, you have to get on TV. You have to have these TV deals where you're on multiple networks, multiple days a week. You can't just be a football league and expect to live profit-wise, viewership-wise, based on like Twitter or internet or or these ESPN5. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't live off that. You 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 have to be the main stage, main channels, the, the the ones that everybody gets and that's that's what this is. And the fact that they've already t- come to agreements with the NFL too that I don't know if you guys remember hearing this, but the XFL is basically going to be like the G League for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Rock was able to quickly lock that down with the NFL is massive, and that's why it's going to be so much more successful than you than the USFL. Um, but it, you know that's just massive. It's unbelievably massive for the game of football, and I love it. I love I love that we're about, <laughs> that we're going to have three functioning leagues of football. Four, four, fan fan controlled league. USFL, dude, that was just, that's a scrap. That's gonna lose all their money. They're gone after this year. They're gone. There's no way they survived. Fan control is here to stay. They just picked up Mike Vick. I don't yeah, know. I don't they know. They got Gazelle in there. They got T.O. there. I don't it's, know what this it's weird, bro. It's, it's weird. weird. It'll stay. It'll stay because of that. Fans that are like watching over the internet can like donate or something like that, and you can call a play for the team. That's why it's called fan controlled. Wow, I've never heard, seen anything about it. That's really cool. Well, yeah, good I mean, for them. Obviously, arena of fo- arena football's been around, but that's whatever. Um, that's that's been gone. Is it gone? Is it like gone? Yeah, gone. Arena football scrapped no, like four years ago. That's tough. Which is sad because I liked arena football. I liked watching it. My favorite team was the Tampa Bay team. I don't remember the the name, but it was Tampa Bay. Bon Jovi, bon Jovi was an owner in uh, in the New Jersey team, I think. So that's the team I tried to watch every once in a while. Yeah, sad. But sad. XFL, 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 great for football. I think it's going to work out great. And I think it's so the too. Rock. I, so. I agree with that. I hope they have more talented players than what they have in the USFL. Yes. I don't know who's available so anymore. Man. I don't know, dude. Some of those people in that league were like. 30-year-old dudes who played in college like eight years ago. Some shit like that, dude. It's like some dudes, like... Dude, that league's so whack, bro. That league's so... That league's not... Yeah. No. They they really fumbled the bag with all the games being played in Birmingham. Yeah. That, that, dude, that's what kind that of checked... huge fumble. That's what kind of checked me out of it. Dude, these guys are, like, handing the ball off. And, dude, these guys are getting hit in, like, three yards behind the line of scrimmage, right? There's no offensive linemen. They can't block anyone. Yeah. It's ugly. It's ugly. That's just gonna help the big men in the NFL get paid. Wouldn't <laughs> Nelson about to get the biggest contract in offensive lineman history? Probably. Wouldn't wouldn't put it past him. Wouldn't put it past him to it. do that. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I'm on behind that hundred percent. JT too and all that. Yes. Um Yeah. Good for football. All righty. Time has come for the final two. Main event topics of the evening. First up, this happened, I believe, yesterday. Nick Saban 
versus Jimbo Fisher. The fight that everyone wants to see. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck was that? Like, I don't know what caused Saban to like go on this little spurt, but I mean, I agree with everything that Jimbo said. I mean, I guarantee you, if you did any kind of digging into Saban's um, recruiting, coaching, you know, people that he's coached for, coached with, you know, all this stuff, like he he is not this all high and mighty being. Nobody, nobody's choosing to go and find Saban dirt. You know what I mean? If you want, if you want Saban dirt, you could get it. But nobody, nobody goes looking for Saban dirt. So, um, I side with Jimbo. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I think I sent you guys a clip of Colin Coward. He was, he said like Nick Saban needs to apologize, and he needs. He was just, he was just unnecessarily calling out all these players. Like Shannon Sharp was saying that he was dry snitching, and there was just no reason for him to come out and say all these things. And I one million percent agree with them. Like. Where you're Alabama, man. You 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 cannot be complaining and bitching and moaning when you run the biggest program in college football. You just can't. I'm sorry. You got to keep those thoughts to yourself. You can think them in your little thinky thought in your head, but you can't say them out loud, dude. I'm sorry. When you get paid like ten times their athletic uh, their athletic department budget, like Jackson State, I think I saw that tweet. It was like Saban makes eight million. And their budget is like eight hundred thousand. <laughs> like you can't, you, you just can't say anything, bro. I'm sorry. Um, That's really I never all I have really, to say. I never cared for Saban as as a person, but as, as a coach, obviously he's done a terrific job. But at the end of the day, I think he's just pissed because, um. Now it's fair game for every big school because of NIL and Saban can't go like under, I can't even think of the term, but you know, give players the money, <laughs> the money before NIL. He can't get the recruiting classes that he's always gotten. Alabama is still going to be in the top five, top 10 every year for recruiting, but I guarantee you he says those things now because one, Texas AM has the number one class in the nation right now. And that's usually Alabama's spot. And two, Saban's pissed because he's not has he doesn't have the class that he wants. It's because of people, players getting paid. Like he talked about Travis Hunter going to Jackson State and said he made he's making eight figures over there. And Travis Hunter came out today and said he doesn't make a mill. And if he did make a mill, his mom wouldn't be living in a three bedroom house with five kids. So yeah, Saban's just I think Saban's just mad because his class isn't where he wants it to be, and it's a little bit know. harder for him to do his recruiting. Probably one hundred percent. People know that they're going to go to these smaller schools. They don't have to. They don't have to go to the biggest school that offers them to get the greatest amount of exposure anymore. And I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing for the kids. I think that's a good thing for the sport. Yeah, Texas A&M. And, man, I, know, and school, I know though. Andrew. I know Andrew's about to. He's about to. Oh, here I'm just gonna bring it. I I agree. He shouldn't, called, he shouldn't have called out names. He should have said, "There's there's things that are going on that are not right." Look at Texas A&M. Though he, he brings up a great point for Texas A&M. Though there's there's some interesting viewpoint behind that. You go four and four, and then all of a sudden you're bringing in the number one class in the whole country. 
you go one year not getting any five star, the next year you're getting seven. <laughs> Come on. Texas, baby. Everything's on, bigger in Texas. Four and four. But you're not your program's not going anywhere. You're 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 kind of stuck in the mud. Like you're not you don't you, you don't go eight and four to oh now we have five seven five stars behind us now. Well, let's let's go ball out now. There's it's the wild, wild west. There's there's something going on. There's not good enough rules that they're a set that they're they're easily being broken. It's a, it's a fraud system. The system still Jack, needs to be corrected. Everything with Jacksonville State, I, dumb. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. Nick Saban's dumb for that. That's just stupid. But Texas A&M is interesting. Um, and and this Saban does the same shit. But that's the thing. It. I don't know if Saban even does the same thing because he's so well known. He doesn't have to do anything. So right. I kind of disagree. I, I disagree in that aspect because he doesn't have to do anything. These guys are going to Alabama because the name. It's still there. Like he doesn't have to do that much work. So why them. say anything? Because, like you said, though, they're they're Texas A&M got seven out of nowhere. They got seven five stars. He won some of those dudes. You know what I mean? If like, he doesn't have to do anything anymore, and his job is still the same old cushy I mean, little 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 I mean, job. He still got to do something, but like, what's going on in behind doors is these dudes are offering them money in business deals without them not even signing the contract or even signing. That's that's. I I can agree that that's probably happening. And I bet that that happens. It's, it's going on. It's going on. It's a whole same thing with the shoe deal that just happened with the FBI and college basketball. Like those things happen behind doors. Like no one's. There's not enough. Like this just happened. Like it just nope. Nate and I can happen, which is great, but like there's gotta be better rules. I swear these all these NCAA coaches and boosters and recruiters, they always find a little loophole in something, man. Yep. Before NIL it was a hundred dollar handshakes, uh, new cars, blah blah blah. Now it's just cash. hey hey fucking Walmart wants to offer you six million dollars, but you have to sign with us. <laughs> I think it's gonna be advantages for some schools just because like name wise too, like the bigger the school you are. Oh, dude, you, you, USC and Texas are going to be yeah. so fucking good, dude. That's what I'm it's saying. Happen eventually. Michigan's going to be good enough for a... Michigan, for a, Florida. IU basketball. I bet IU basketball is going to be on a, on a tear for a minute right now. And, like, like I imagine Kentucky, this is just going to make them even better, too. Like, all those college basketball schools, all those... Like, Alabama's still going to be good. So let, let, so let's talk about the football college football first so i'd say michigan's gonna get a boost from it ohio yep. state will get a boost mm-hmm. usc texas alabama will probably even get a boost um florida florida state um ucla maybe but they're not really a football school oregon will probably get a big boost mm-hmm. uh, probably missing some teams lsu tennessee. will probably get a boost See. tennessee the team that hasn't done much. Tennessee, big name school. They're gonna get all that people going in and out. All those boosters. And That's then, the thing with boosters. Boosters God. can add. Boosters can add money. If you are already to a school, are you already committed? They can offer you a deal. The booster can make offer a deal. Now for college basketball, it'd be IU, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. North Carolina, UCLA. UCLA is gonna be strong again. Oh yeah, um, Michigan maybe, but I doubt it. Yeah. Um, um, only a Big Ten school that really benefits is probably IU, and then 
There's probably more teams on Florida will probably come back up again. Florida used to be a powerhouse of a basketball school. Really ACC, I feel like uh, I just feel like Louisville might get back. I'm back from it too. And my Miami football, forget about Miami football. Miami's gonna benefit the fuck out. Miami's gonna go haywire. Shit. Did they already been in trouble with that like back in the day? Like the booster was offering them like Cadillacs and shit like that. <laughs> so they're all driving like three hundred thousand dollars, not three hundred thousand dollar car, but you know, twenty five thousand dollars car, thirty thousand dollar cars. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot of teams that have kind of fell off this past decade that were really good in the two thousands. You know, like the Florida and the, all all those schools. I think you'll see them jump back up into those top spots, whether it's basketball or football. It's gonna be interesting. I, mean, I like it when those schools are tough. It's always fun to watch atmosphere and all that shit. But anyways, our final topic of today is a little college hoops talks. Uh, Michigan and IU. All three of us agree that Michigan and IU will be the two top five teams in the nation. Hot take, but fuck all you guys. And uh, there'll be one and two in the Big Ten. I love it. One in the Big Ten. We'll be one. You, you guys can be two. You can be two. You can take that two spot again. Yeah. My fucking God, bro. Let me see. <laughs> can you, that, can Morgan, you... that Morgan Tippin. Oh. I can't, I can't even talk nice about IU for 30 <laughs> seconds. I'll get shit on from something that happened nine years ago. Oh, oh dude. Man. I'm never going to forget that moment, though. Oh. God. I... I love TJD coming back. I think I I kind of assumed he would be coming back kind of no matter what. I didn't really see him leaving. Um, I just I just read a tweet. You know, he's going to graduate this this probably this next school year. So that's that's amazing for him. He's killing he's killing two birds with one stone. His game is getting Mm -hmm. better. He's going to graduate all that stuff like I'm proud of him. Love him to death. I would love him to death even if he kept his name. Uh, in here, but I think, I think, TJD coming back and the potential that we have, and if it goes to that potential, TJD is gonna lock himself in as damn near one of the best, if not the best, Hoosier of all time. Dude, he's he's on track. If he repeats what he did last year, he'll be third, third in points, third in rebounds, first in blocks. And that and is IU. that that's that's he, that's best IUBB. That's the best, yeah. That's the best say, IUBB I, I, player, I in my opinion. I'm gonna try to get all hopeful, but yeah. I'm just saying, that if if everybody keeps on chatting, you know, and all these chat, things, chat. it's chitter chatter right now. I don't care to it's talk about it all that much, but I'm just saying, if these things come to fruition and these things actually happen, and we have that kind of season, he's locking himself in as. <laughs> As one of the best Hoosiers of all time, if not the best Hoosier basketball player of all time. You're going to be sweating, Jack. I'd like, I'd like to hear this, though, from you guys. So whether they left after their freshman year or stayed five years, who? what are your guys' all-time, like, top five IU players? Whether they stay for four years or one? Like, even when we're alive? Does that have to be when we're alive or, like? Yeah, anything, any, any. Okay. Shit. Does that be in order? Or just like just kind of just name just, just, just name shoot off. Yeah, just shoot off some names, Andrew. I want to hear what you what, what you're thinking. What your train of thought is. I'll probably go Steve Alford. Uh, you gotta go with Isaiah Thomas to be honest. Right, have to. Um, Calvert Cheney. 
Calbert. Yep, that's why. Yep. Then that was the first name that popped in my head. It was Calbert. Yeah, and I'm not like I don't know. I gotta go. I gotta go with my like just because of childhood hero, and that's Yogi Ferrell. I'm not childhood. Yeah. I was thinking like, the exact same thing, man. I was thinking, give me Yogi in there, one hundred percent. Facts, and then I'm, and then. Definitely probably another childhood hero. I gotta go with DJ White too, man. It's oh, just a massive dog. Yes, yes, yes. I love that I when I was younger, you said. Dude. I agree. I'm stamping it. I'm I'm co-signing dude, that bitch. Honestly, put that team together, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Calvert at the four, DJ at the five, some Yogi and Isaiah Thomas, with Steve at the three. Dude, that team buggy. Dude, try to stop that team. I love it, man. Um, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to build a team. Boom. Co-signed right there. In a discussion. <laughs> I, 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 I got, we got to ask you now, Michigan boy, who are you taking? Oh, Lord. Um, Trey Burke. Uh, is this starting five now? You got to make a starting five since we did. Okay. Um, Trey Burke, Jalen Rose, Ooh, Glenn okay. Rice. Glenn Rice. Some um, height. Some height. <laughs> Chris, Chris Weber at the four and Hunter at the five. Ooh, and but Hunter. Okay. Six man, give me Jamal Crawford. Ooh. Shit, if we got six man, who are we going with? Bro, Hunter, dude, Hunter's gonna be the best big man in Michigan. Probably Trey's. Yeah, we probably need a big man too. Yeah, Trey, we would need a big man at that point. Our line no is Zilla? small as fuck. Huh? No Cody. Zeller. I love Cody. I love and Cody he, too. And he, and he did a lot of really good things for the program. But I never seen a man take over a game like Chase has taken over a game before. Right. At the college level, I, I think TJD's prime. At his prime, I think he's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. I just, I just think, dude, that like Cody that was a, Cody was a great number two. That, that Illinois Michigan game, the Big Ten tournament, that that stamped him as like, and he still has this whole year. It's like whatever depends this year too. But like I want to say Cody at the six. I'd probably go with like, like Walt Bellamy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Older, one older, of the goats. old school, probably. Old school boys getting like twenty rebounds a game. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm keep spinning about this, but I like building these like all time Michigan teams. Um, some honorable oh. mentions I'll put Jawan Howard in there. Um, That's a go. I could I could see Nick Stauskas being in there. He was a dog at Michigan, mm. even though he just got hurt when he played thirty seconds yesterday. Throw um, that out. Yeah. I, I don't know who else I would put in there. Maybe Karis Levert was a dog, four-year, four-year player. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are probably be my other three. But yeah, no, fun. It's fun. always fun picking, picking, picking right. players, dude. Well, you know how we end this thing, then, Olson. Yeah, hit me with it. Act of the pod. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The fact of the pod on this week's episode of Legend Cast: Barry Bonds received eighteen hundred and seventy unintentional walks and mm-hmm. six hundred and eighty-eight intentional walks in his MLB career. The total distance he walked as a player was forty-three point six miles. Holy cow! Oh my and if God. you think about it for a second, that's literally my house to Muncie. <laughs> Walking to Muncie, and I that's mean, his, that's his that's that. his whole career. Oh, that's taking you a day. God, I I honestly have no idea. 
Map it right now. Map it real quick. Map to Ball State. Walk. Ball walk. State. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say a fact real quick. Tiger oh, Woods. This is 35 miles. Tiger Woods has won 15 majors and only missed 11 cuts in his major career. Yes, I just saw that. I just saw that tweet. What <laughs> <laughs> a go. Okay, so ball, ball State from my house is 39 miles, so we're four miles off. Okay, so what's it the walk? It would take you 13 hours and 46 minutes. Damn. So probably add how much time onto that? Yeah, like probably like 16 hours. Yeah, boy, you got some meat. 16, 17 hours. You probably need some meat. You need some long rest time. Yeah. That's crazy. About probably so basically, I would, yeah. So basically, <laughs> he spent basically he spent sixteen to seventeen hours of his major league career walking from home plate to first. God, <laughs> that's wild, man. That's a really cool stat. I like it. You're just setting I'm, the you're setting the bar high for yourself. I know, and I love and we'll, it. And we'll tell you, we'll tell you when it's a flop. <laughs> oh, I know. I don't expect no wells over here. I've been doing the research. He's gonna flop one time. You that's, a, that, that's a good one, man. I, I like it a lot. That's a good one. I appreciate it. Glad I waited for it too. I was trying to. I didn't want to. Yeah, you almost it. told us yesterday. I, like, what the I hell, haven't dude? wanted to. <laughs> but anyways, gentlemen, as always, again, final yep. thoughts. I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Solid pot up. Uh, what he said. Okay. Well, that concludes this week's episode of the Legend Cast. Follow us on Twitter at Legend Cast and Legend Next Gaming. Follow us on Instagram at Legend Content and at the Legend Cast. Look at our website; it's all over our bios. Um, shows you everything you need to know. Merch giveaway coming this week or next week. So yeah, we'll see you next week on the pod.